This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And we have company, don't we, Gordon? We do tonight. We have some guests for a change here, Larry. Not how are you, my friend? You. And how are we talking to each other for a, change, for a change, you know? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing well tonight, Larry. Doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. Thank you, sir. A good day in the Damer household, I'm sure. You know, a wife now, full day in school, no more half days. Well, wrote. it was a big uh, football showdown tonight, Larry. Really? The wife's high school and their football team was taking on my son's high school really? football team. I'm not sure oh. how it turned out. I had to, I had to get out of there. Now, now... Were, was there trash talking in the Damer household today? Uh, not about the football game. No, no. There, there was other stuff. There's always stuff going on, but no, there was no trash talking about the football game. So far as I'm aware, you know, sometimes dad's uh, dad's like the bouncer. So okay. stuff goes out sometimes in the bar, but if you don't, if you're not involving the bouncer, it's not really that serious. So yeah. I was not aware of anything. Okay. All right. So everything, as far as you know, everything is cool in the Damer house. Mm-hmm. Now the show might end tonight and I'll find out tomorrow that th- something happened, but. So mm-hmm. far, so good. So all we know is as of 9.03, Gordon the bouncer was not needed. Tonight. I was not needed. I was not called on. That's a good, that's a good thing. And we, I we, know we that don't want to be called on. The wife's school, Wayne Valley, they had a 7-6 lead. And then uh, West Essex, my son's high school, he, they came right back, right down the field like a hot knife through butter. Wow. Like the Cowboys through the Giants' defense. <laughs> Sorry, Harvey. He's yeah. still at it. <laughs> yep. We suck. And they regained yeah. the lead. But we had to leave because, you know, we got the show. I got to prep. Absolutely. I got to do stuff. So Yeah. yeah. Well, well, they knew that. They should have went anyway and let you, you know, let you do your. You know, no, they understand. Two cars, they, you know. they understand. You know. They know. Well, here's what I know from having done that for, mm-hmm. you know, as part of my resume mm-hmm. in, in previous life. Uh, when you When you work for News 12. It'll be on the 10 o'clock news. <laughs> right. There, there's more than enough ways news. to find out the results. <laughs> no and, question about it. And there's, no, there's nothing on FanDuel about it. So it, it really, whatever way it turns out, I'll be fine. Now, I, I, I got to ask you this before we hit our rundown, because I thought okay. about you earlier today. Um, you lost money on Aaron Rodgers, didn't you? How so? Well, didn't you bet the Jets to... Well, I have the over for the season. Okay, the over, the over was nine is... and a half. Okay, so you still got a shot. That's I what still got saying. a shot. Now, I, I have not checked it. You know, sometimes what they'll do is they give you the cash out feature. Right. But if you get the cash out feature and it's really looking bad, you can cash out, but you will obviously lose money. Mm-hmm. So say you put, you know, $20 on it. Right. Um, you know, the cash out might be down to like 11 or something. You know, no, just, then you'll just ride. You'll right, just you just ride. ride it out. Now, okay. after this weekend, it might it might kind of go back up again, or mm-hmm. it might be pennies on the dollar, Larry. <laughs> but I think it's too early. I think it's yeah, too no. early to see. I, I'm, I'm going to let it ride the whole weeks. season. If it, okay. I, I still right. think that they have a legitimate shot, even no matter what. They could lose this game 50 to nothing. Right. This is this is the worst possible matchup at the worst possible time. Yeah, this defense coming off that performance a week ago, mm-hmm. your quarterback with with all the struggles that he's had, mm-hmm. the offensive line does not feel all that great right now. It doesn't feel like it's really solidified itself just yet. Mm-hmm. So I think that this, out of all the times to face the Cowboys, this is the worst time to do so. But here's the thing. Nobody expects you to do anything. 
Nobody expects you to do so anything. So there's no pressure at all. <laughs> you might as well just go out and play. Mm-hmm. Gordon, just go out and play. Have fun. Nobody expects us to win. We're just going to go, you know, look what they did to the Giants. We've got Zach Wilson. He's been struggling. Nobody believes in, in him. Well, what do we got to lose? We'll just go out and play. Go out and play. Do the best we can. And, 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 and get you, ready for a real important game in New England next week. And couldn't you just see the Cowboys being the story of week one or one of the big stories of week one mm-hmm. with a massive letdown of week two? Yeah. because I mean, Hasn't wasn't, that been their MO pretty much the entire? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, I mean, you know, just uh, in prepping for our guests, and we'll talk about that in a couple of, couple of seconds, um, just looking at some of the articles coming out of Dallas, Gordon. Well, you know, now they dominate the Giants, no Aaron Rodgers. You know, they got a couple of easy games. They may not have a really tough game until they face the 49ers. I think they face them like in two or three games, like either game five or six or something of that nature. I'm like, see, this is, even though I remember Greg Butler telling me, there's no such thing as a trap game. We only play one game at a time. I understand that. But for me, as a non-football player, Gordon, you can't tell me that they are like, oh, we got this. He's not Aaron Rodgers. We're good. Mm-hmm. We're going to roll. We're going to roll. That overconfidence thing is dangerous. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's dangerous. If you're a Jet fan, you have to hope it is. You do. Absolutely do. All right, Gordon, time to see uh, some of the things we're going to chat about and cover tonight on ESPN New York Tonight as we hit our headlines. And we'll start with a little football and some injuries. For the Giants, Andrew Thomas was in four pads today at practice, but was a limited participant, so that's good. At least he was in four pads. Aziz Al-Jalari injured his hamstring at practice yesterday, was also limited today. Graham Cano also limited with an ankle. Sterling Shepard had a rest day. Darren Waller, Gordon, who's a lot of conversation about Waller and his hamstring. Now, Jordan Renan says that Waller doesn't see the hamstring limiting, limiting him either now or long-term, intends to play Sunday, but... I just, it's, it's always going to be in the back of your mind, Gordon. And I'll, can I be honest with you? I'll be honest with you. I would, I'd be tempted to limit him Sunday and make sure he's full go. Because a short week for the Niners, I'm really going to need him for the Niners. Well, it was one of those things where he was saying, well, it's not really the muscle. It's more of the nerve. And I think he was meaning it to kind of clarify it so people wouldn't be so concerned. But in doing so, he actually made me more concerned. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like the fact that it's the nerve is more concerning than it's the muscle. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it, it's amazing what a difference one game makes. It's true. Going into the season, Giant fans as a whole were very optimistic, very excited. And it feels like that performance on Sunday night has broken a lot of them already. Yeah. You wonder what it's done to the Giants. In the back of your mind. Yeah, you know, I think I think wonders. they'll be all right. They can't have another one. That has no. to be the low point of the season right there. No that question. has to be their worst game of the season. And like everybody else, we're all on board. We're all on the same page. This week is absolutely a must win. Giants still five and a half point favorites at Arizona. As far as the Jets and Cowboys are concerned, here's the injury report. Zach Martin showed up on the injury report today with a growing problem and was limited. Donovan Wilson, calf for participant today, close to 100%. But Brandon Cooks, MCL sprain. Now they say that he didn't practice today and is iffy for Sunday. Tyler Smith, also hamstring, 
didn't practice today. Tyron Smith, also a full participant. By the way, we will examine both Arizona and Dallas. We've got two guests. Josh Weinfuss is an ESPN reporter for the Cardinals. He'll join us at 11. And uh, Calvin Watkins, beat writer for the Dallas Morning News, who covers the Cowboys, will join us at 10.15. It's a segment we'd like to call, Gordon, Know Your Opponent. And so we'll look at the other side and how they look at the Jets and Giants and peek a little bit behind the curtain and see what some of those teams are going through this week. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right. Let's talk a little baseball. Yeah. Let's talk a little baseball. Jason Dominguez will have his Tommy John surgery next Wednesday. Gordon, this support, just according to Aaron Boone, uh, I was a little surprised at the Red Sox making that move in the front office, firing Helm Bloom. Team made the announcement before the start of the doubleheader against the Yankees. Uh, Boston, by the way, took the first two, lost the first two games, and then he he was kicked out. Spent the last four seasons with the Red Sox, was hired, as you remember, from the Rays to help revive Boston's farm system and bring the team financial stability. Uh, apparently, he couldn't do for Boston what he did for the Rays because, Gordon, he couldn't bring that machine that they have under the stadium where they make pitchers who are 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", who throw 101 miles an hour and a curveball that drops off a table. So since he couldn't bring them, that's why it didn't work out in Boston. And he was up for the Met job when Brody Van Wagenen got the job. I think yeah. that was the last two people they were down to, and uh, I do think that the Mets would have been better off with, with Heim Bloom. Uh, we all thought that he's the next Andrew Friedman. Andrew Friedman yeah. ran the Rays for a long time, went out to Dodgers, and has had uh, incredible success out there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just doesn't work. It feels like there's more going on with that Boston front office yeah. than, than just Time Bloom. And, and obviously, he is going to be judged on the Mookie Betts deal, which really yep. isn't his fault. It was the owner that didn't want to spend the money there, but they didn't yep. really get anything back of value for, or not seriously, not, not enough yep. for Mookie Betts. So um, it's nice to see the Red Sox suffering. That's always good. It is nice to see them suffering, uh, especially if you're a Yankee fan. And as a Met fan, you know, beating them in 86, I enjoy them suffering as well. Boston won the first game of that doubleheader with the Yankees makeup of the rainout last night. 5-0. Yanks lead 5-4 in the nightcap. Mets continue to play spoiler in the NL wildcard race, Gordon. Kodai Senga struck out 10 over six scoreless innings. Mets beat Arizona 11-1. Diamondbacks now dropped the final three games of that four-game series against the Mets, falling to a tie for the third wildcard spot with Cincinnati and San Francisco. Reds, who will come into New York for this weekend series, have a tiebreaker over Arizona by virtue of winning the season series 4-3. So, listen, aside from the young players getting experience, that's the best you can hope for in the Mets position. If we can't go, you can't go either. I, I got to be honest with you, the Mets have been off my radar. I know. For a very long time, and the Yankees really have been off my radar for a while now. And and both teams are bad teams. And the best, the, the best way to identify a bad team you're more excited about the offseason than you are the, the, the regular season. Because the regular season was so bad, you can't oh go anywhere but up. <laughs> and I don't know that the Yankees are going to do some major moves in the offseason, but it's got to be it's better gotta than be this. <laughs> it's got to be better. It's got to be better than this. <laughs> it's got to be better. Finally, Gordon, uh, Colorado State head coach Jay Norville jabs at Deion Sanders ahead of the Colorado rivalry game. He took issues with Sanders' habit of wearing – a hand or sunglasses, wearing a hat or sunglasses during a press conference. And this is uh, Coach Norville saying on his weekly radio show, quote, I took my hat off and took my glasses off. 
I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. This Coach guy also, must be the biggest idiot going. <laughs> Norville also acknowledged Colorado's current high level of play. Buffalo's ranked number 18 in the AP poll were 23-point favorites Thursday over the Rams of Colorado State. I don't really believe in, in bulletin board material, but coaches do. If a yeah. player did something where they said something publicly that was going to rile up the other team. You don't think the coach would be ticked off about that? Absolutely. Here's the coach going out of his way with the maybe the dumbest <laughs> piece of information, right? Like the dumbest yeah. critique. I, I'm sure there's other things you can com- uh, criticize Deion Sanders about. I, I, to be quite honest, at this point, I wouldn't be criticizing him. Nope. He's doing pretty well. Doing great. Right. He's not, I can tell you, he's doing so well, he's not criticizing you. He don't care about you. Yeah, you don't exist. <laughs> he, you don't exist, right? The great line from Mad Men, I feel sympathy for you. I don't think about you at all. That's a great comeback. I don't think, it, Deion Sanders is not thinking about Jay Norville at all. No. And, and for this to be the thing, and you know that as if Deion needs a little bit more to, to get him fired up and get his team fired up with the way his team is playing, the story yeah. of college football, and it's like people just can't deal with it. Yeah. It, it, it's funny. It's as if that team, which is it's nobody believes in us. We're going to show them, which mm-hmm. is what he's been saying all along. Can you believe that they would do something that a head coach, Gordon, who should know better, would come out and say something like that? And you know what I think it is? I think it is that these guys, a lot of them, this is their lives, and they've had a certain level of success, and they see Dion walk in the door. Yeah. Yeah. And immediately, there's no growing pains. There's no nope. learning curve. Nope. He is the story of college football with what he has been able to do through two games. Yeah. And and they just, they, they, they resent it. And um, they, they're jealous. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to read it. No other way to say it. No other way to say it. No other way to say it. Those are the top stories on ESPN New York tonight. When we come back, we'll talk to you on the phones. By the way, just want to mention, Gordon and I love the conversation that we have with you guys, but what we need to do is we need to make it just, just you know, shorten it up a little bit so we can get more people to get get the chance to give their thought process and give their opinions. We could just shrink it up a little bit. Love to have the conversation for you. We encourage you to continue the call, but some of you tend to, you know, have your own show when you come on. So we need you to, <laughs> you know, shorten it up just a little bit so we can get some more people in. Like did, last night, did, Gordon, we had a bunch of phone calls and you know we could have got a couple more in had some folks just tighten it up just a little bit just a bit right right a tight five is what they say in the comedy yeah. world right yes. do a tight five um didn't they have like the countdown clock on the k show for a while they did yeah they did we and don't want to do that we don't no, want to go that far do that. but and you know but you know this this is the this is the best way for us to you know, chat with you and ask mm-hmm. you nicely because Absolutely. then we're going to have to start doing what they do on the case show. All right. Yeah. Don't say hello to Larry and Gordon. Just say, Hey guys, and let's go. Don't ask me how, don't ask us how we feel. Just say, you know, I don't want to do that. You know, cause we're, you know, it's nighttime. It's a, it's, little, you it's know, a conversation. Friendly. It's a little bit more free yeah, flowing. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's a little different. So I don't want to do that, but you need to tighten it up just a little bit. All right. We appreciate it. We thank you. 1-800-919-3776. Your calls are next on 987 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, I want to start out with the New York football giants. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amani Toomer was on the Michael K. show today. And 
there were a number of things that really, you know, you could take away from that Giants game, you know, the turnovers and, you know, the play of the offensive line. But there was one thing that really, really bothered the former Super Bowl champion Giants receiver. Here's what it is. The one thing that really disappointed me about their first opening game is that there wasn't any fight. Like, even when the Jets lost their starting quarterback, there's still some fight. They fought back, and they come back, and they win that game in a dramatic fashion. There was not one ounce of fight. 40 to nothing means you gave up, and that's what really troubles me about this team. If you give up now, when are you going to stop giving up when the things get tough? There was no fight. There was no pushback. There was no – it didn't show any character that they've shown over the past year. When we chalk it up for the first game, I don't know, but I'm not feeling too positive about it, but I am still pretty hopeful. That's a scary statement, Gordon. And when he said that, the first thing I thought about was the play on the sideline where Daniel Jones got hit. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was borderline, you know. I mean, I've seen flags thrown for less, I'll tell you that. Right. But nevertheless, you you know, there there was some guys fighting over it and whatnot. But, you know, it wasn't to the point of, you you know, leave my quarterback alone. You know what I'm saying? And then – I think the other part of it was the game just got away from them so quickly. They they was kind of shell-shocked. They didn't know what hit them. But a lot of times when the game gets away from you, you can just see it coming that, that somebody's going to – this is getting a little feisty. This is getting out of hand. The refs really got to watch this. There was not really anything like that. Nope. It is troublesome. Um, now, it is one, it is one game. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to have a bad game week one, while it's disappointing in the moment – it gets yep. forgotten about very quickly. If the Giants go out there and do what they're supposed to do this weekend, you'll feel a whole lot better about things. But, yeah, th- this is a game where they should make a state. Th- this should not look like the Washington game. No. The Giants have had their – I don't know if it's a mulligan, but they've had their one bad game here. This is now time to – this is the most winnable game they will have on their schedule this season almost certainly – and they have to go out there and, and put the hammer down against a, a team that does not look like it's trying. And the bad thing about it is it was a game in their own division against an opponent whom they, they just can't seem to beat. So it, uh, just, it just further hurt them. I mean, with the Giants, I think it's pretty clear what their problem is, that they have a talent discrepancy against the, the, the really good teams. The Cowboys are really talented. The Eagles are deep. They, are, they might be the deepest team in the mm-hmm. sport. Yeah, And the Giants are just, they're still digging out from the, the disaster of Dave Gettleman. And it's going to take more than, it was great to have the year that you had last year, but it shows you it's going to take longer. There's a reason why you don't match up against the Cowboys and Eagles. Not just that they're good, they're really deep too. Yeah. So there's other games on the schedule. I think that they can play with the Seahawks. I think sure. they can play with the Commanders and the Raiders yep. and all those type of teams. Maybe they beat the Jets too. So there's, mm-hmm. there's still plenty to play for. But I don't think that that problem against the Cowboys and Eagles is going away. And it's not, it's not play calling. It's not effort, although it was in the first game. It's just I think those teams are just way better than you. You're yeah. not at that stage yet. Yeah. And it's, and it's frustrating. It's really frustrating, Gordon, because you want to beat them. I mean, you, you get tired of losing to these teams, especially in your division. I mean, and this wasn't – I mean, even if you lose in this 17-14 or 2017, mm-hmm. or so, all right, we're in the game. You know, mm-hmm. we were right there. One play here or there, oh, it happens. You, you can take something away from that. You, you feel better that, you know, we're getting closer to beating them. But like this, it was just no, like ne- – I mean, they've never been further away, right? I mean, 40 yeah. to nothing. It was awful. And it was <laughs> – if, if the Cowboys needed it to be 60 – 
<laughs> it could have very well easily been, right? Like, they were like, all right, 40 yeah. is enough. Yeah, we're I mean, good. You, have, you have Micah Parsons coming out and saying, man, it almost feeling bad for Daniel Jones getting hit as many times as he did. Yeah, but that didn't stop me from hitting him. Yeah, I didn't. No, I, I got a job to do. I got to do what I got to do. You know, it's like when the it's like when the mob has to kill the guy who's late on his bets. You know, yeah. I feel bad doing this, but you, know, you should have paid out. Yeah, yeah. I got don't I, I got to eat too. <laughs> don't make me kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Pay your bills, right? Uh, when we return, we'll talk about the Giants' offensive line. Rex Ryan and Mike Tannenbaum weighs in. That's next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Ah, man, I mean, yes, I have concerns. And the reason for it is they could not protect the quarterback. And we can say, hey, put it on Daniel Jones, put it on whoever you want. But that is the reality of it. And one thing we thought the Giants, that offensive line was getting a lot better. Well, it certainly didn't look like it. I thought the plan, I thought it was a mistake plan-wise, not going in or realizing who the hell you're going against. I will say this. I thought Dan Quinn did a great job. But the way they moved him around, it made Brian Dayball and company. It was tough for them. They they started trying to chip the left end. Well, all of a sudden, now he's not lined up there. So I thought it was a great job of game planning. You know, but golly, you know it's going well defensively when it looks like you're playing with 12 guys on the field. Rex Ryan was on with Bart and Han earlier today here on 98.7 ESPN talking about the giant troubles with the offensive line. And, Gordon, that's what the Jet offensive line is going to be facing Sunday on national TV in the doubleheader game on CBS when they head down to Big D. Uh, The fact that, you know, Michael Parsons is going to be all over the field. Yeah, I, we, we talk about tests. The, uh, it wasn't long that Aaron Rodgers was in there, and it's kind of been lost in the, the moment now. But all three plays that he, he ran, he, he was running for his life. Mm-hmm. So it was that was the major question coming into the season. It's no longer, although it kind of still is. Sure it is. Because if Zach Wilson is going to have success, he needs all those other aspects of the team to live up to what you expect. The defense has to be elite. The running game has to carry the load, and the offensive line has got to give him some time to throw. Now he's a little bit better; uh, he's got better wheels because he's younger. And but when he get he gets running around, Larry, you never like know where spinning, he's going. It's like spinning a wheel. It's like <laughs> what what is going to come up here? We, it yep. could be anything. Yep, you never know. You never you know. Never where know. You're going. Mm-hmm. He could be running backwards. He could be running mm-hmm. sideways. He could throw it 50 yards down the field. He could throw yeah. it to the guy right in front of him that's an interception. He could throw it into the ground in a flat. Uh, it, it could be anything. Could be anything. Mike Tannenbaum also was on Barton Hahn today, and he's got concerns over, well, one particular Giants offensive lineman. Yeah, you know, we've talked about Evan Neal quite a bit. He's a big man, and if there's a weakness in his game, it's for quickness, and that's really hard to you know overcome when you're you know playing the right tackle position. They don't want to get off to an over two start, and you would think like on paper, hey, we we should go beat the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona's defense is better than people think, but this is a game, no question, the Giants should win. I mean, Gordon, it, it is we say it over and over and over again. But it's just amazing that both these teams have been working on these offensive lines. Oh, my God. Forever. And they just can't seem, if they hit one, they miss on three. I mean, you know, Andrew Thomas has been really good for the Giants. Evan Neal has not. Uh, Elijah Berry Tucker has been really good for the Jets. Uh, Makai Becton is not. It's just 
all the different draft choices, all the different trades, veterans, acquisitions. And we're still talking about concerns over offensive lines. And it's not, look, it's not their fault, okay? But, you you know, the Jets lost the quarterback. And the Giants, I mean, Daniel Jones was running for his life all night. And most of the time he couldn't run and get away. He was gone. And it's unbelievable that they haven't been able to figure this out. What was it, the Second Avenue subway that was taking forever to build? <laughs> That's what it feels like. They 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 built the Empire State Building quicker than the Giants and Jets have built because we we don't still have it in the end date. It's like that that it's like nope. that construction project on the road that you go past all the time. You think, How, when are they ever going to be done with this? And they're never done with it. Never. They're never done with it. That's what it feels like with the Jets and the Giants' offensive lines. It feels like they're never, and it felt like the Giants at least were getting somewhere. Yeah, it did. It did. It's crazy to me. The Jets, it still depends. Like, even in their best case scenario, their offensive line relies on a guy who's played one game in two years mm-hmm. and a 38-year-old. Yeah. That's, that's, that's plan A. Yeah. After what, all this time, Larry. That's rolling the dice. <laughs> it really Big is time. rolling the dice. I know this is different. We're talking about the Giants right now, but mm-hmm. I, the Giants, it's the same thing. Yeah. It feels like we, we were talking about the Giants' offensive line when Eli Manning was here, and mm-hmm. it feels like Eli Manning has been retired for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, and we're still talking about the Giants' We're still talking line. about it. And, and it, 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 they did hit on Andrew Thomas, I think. Yes. They, they, they hit there. Uh, Evan Neal is still very much uh, a work in progress, but if if the Giants are going to get anywhere close to where they were last year, I think that they really need him to to kind of st- to, to to take that step forward and, and yeah. really show quickly. that he's made progress. Yeah, quickly, exactly. Not a great foot speed, mm-hmm. not in the literal sense, uh, take a step forward, but uh, yeah, they need him to to all of a sudden be that bookend tackle. And it really feels like it's amazing what one game has done to Giant fans. It's true. It feels like that one game was enough to just shatter all the hopes and dreams that they built up after last year. Like I listened to Don uh, on the K show saying about, well, we got the coach, we got the GM, and he's already off the bandwagon. One game. Yeah. And and he's not alone. It feels like now. Before we came on, Dan uh, Grasso took a call from a Giant fan who says, I think they should tank. It was one game. It was one game, Larry. Oh, it's unbelievable. But but that's the emotion of a fan. Because, Gordon, you had hope. Okay? What, what? Darren Waller's here. You know, we got we got we got some weapons now. Saquon's back. We got guys that can get the ball up, catch the ball, go up and down the field. You know, we we can do it. We, we 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 can score points now. And Gordon, when you look at this giant steam on paper, they can score points. They are. This is a better offensive team than it was last year. There's no question it's better. But when you get manhandled the way you were, it causes you to take a step back and reevaluate and say, you know what? Okay, we're better, but, you know, you got to put it in perspective. You're not better to match up with Dallas that week. They were just prepared. See, the thing I think that bothers uh, Don so much, Gordon, was, of course, that they lost. But Kind of like what Amani Tumor was saying, there was no fight. It looked Nothing. like there was no preparation. No, see, For that's the one, thing. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you've had since OTAs to tr- prepare for Week One. <laughs> OTAs in preseason, 
to prepare for week one. So for you to have a week one like that and then to get blown out like that, it causes you to take a moment and say, wait a minute now, I thought we were a little better than this. And that's why they have put on themselves a situation where we're talking about a week two game is a must win game. LeGrec is saying, if we if, if the Giants don't win this game, 0-6 is on the table. 0-6, Gordon? Wow. Well, I, I mean, if they lose this game, where where are you getting the win, right? I mean, where are you finding the win from? You're, you're taking on a team who everyone expects is going to be the worst team in the sport, actively trying to be the worst team in the sport. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that 0-6 is being optimistic if you lose this game. <laughs> It could get off off the track very quickly. But it's just surprising to me that here are the Giants whose fan base has experienced success before. I know not mm-hmm. recently in these last five years, but last year they get to the playoffs. They win a playoff game. The coach is the coach of the year. He turns around the quarterback. The quarterback. They pay the quarterback. They bring back Saquon. Their fan base, after all of that, is already, boop, yeah. throwing it all in the trash. Meanwhile, the Jets and their fans who haven't seen the, the, the playoffs. Larry, the Jets have not. My kids are no longer really kids. They're, they're teenagers. Yeah. And they don't remember the last time the Jets made the play. It's been so long since they made the playoffs. Yeah. But the Jet fan base just lost their four-time MVP quarterback. And they're still convincing themselves, yeah, you know what? It's not going to be so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could still win 10 games. Yeah. Yeah. It's and just, I don't know which fan one base game. is more delusional. For one game. Based on one game. Right. Based on one game. Based on one game. And you would think based on their history, they should think, oh my God, the roof is caving in. Well, some of them did. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I think that those those ones are always that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. They are. They are. But it's, you know... You, you're looking at this situation and you're saying, if you're a Jet fan, you're like, well, nobody expects us to do anything now. So, you know, we got a shot. There's, there's, Gordon, there's no pressure on this team now for a Super Bowl. I mean, there's still Not pressure for a Super on them Bowl. to win. No, that, and, that is out. You know, and you really want to get to the postseason. Deep playoff clearly. run is out. AFC championship game yeah, is out. out. If, if yeah. you can be playing, I think the expectation for the Jets now at the high end, mm-hmm. playing meaningful, meaningful games down the stretch. And with... And I still think you have to win more games than you did a year ago. Absolutely, you do. Because you have more talent. You have more talent. The defense is more established now. I, I still think that this is a win-now kind of team. Not win-now at the highest end, but I don't mm-hmm. think that they can afford. The coach, I don't think, can afford a season where things go off the tracks. No, he can't. If they start out 1-5. and five, he got issues. He's got big issues. He's got big issues. And, and look, they won a game. Yeah, and they, they they got one win. So if they lose again, if they lose a hundred to nothing, yeah, probably half the the league is going to be one and one after this week. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're not. See, it's so different, Gordon. Had they not, had oh, they, they lost, lost that week game. one. Yeah, absolutely. And then now, you, now you're looking at Dallas. Dallas right. You're like, oh my god, we're zero and two going into New England, mm-hmm. <laughs> facing New England, facing trying to New get England a win. Home, yeah, you know that tailgate boy, that would have a different mood. Um, yeah, the tailgate would be canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no tailgate. Tailgate's Ooh. over. No tailgate. When we return, Gordon, everybody's asking the question, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. Well, Zach Wilson spoke to the media, and there were some interesting questions that he had to respond to. We'll hear from the Jet quarterback next on 98.7 ESPN.
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And that's the past. This is the future. This is a guy that's been training his butt off and learning a new system and growing within it. And I think everybody can say that they've seen him grow. And that's all we can do every game. There's going to be ups and downs with all quarterbacks, with all players, especially young players. And there's always going to be questions. Uh, for me as a coach, eh, I just want to keep teaching him. I just want him to feel more and more comfortable and keep growing. That's Jets offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett weighing in about Zach Wilson, saying he's not concerned about Zach's past struggles. And Gordon, I look, that's how that's what he has to say. And he's watched video, he's seen up close, he knows. The question's going to be, what what had what game plan has he put together? What has he seen? Has he and Aaron Rodgers had a little chit-chat? To say, okay, what's the of what we do in this system? What is it that that Zach Wilson can do well that we can trust him? Because here's what we know: there's going to be maybe two or three key moments where he's going to have to make a play in this game for them to either stay close or have a chance to win. And what will that play call be? And how confident are they, Gordon, that based on what they've seen from him, based on the tutelage they've given him, based on the film study he's done, based on his familiarity with the playbook, what will he be able to handle that those plays and not turn the football over? It's going to be a fascinating uh, scene to see if he is any better and can Nathaniel Hackett come up with something better than Mike LaFleur did? Because it's clear that Mike LaFleur, I don't know how good an offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur is. I don't know how good a coach he is, but he was very highly regarded yes. before he got here and before he worked with, uh, with, with Zach Wilson. And I would guess, where is he now? I'm not even sure where he is now, but I, I'm sure he's a young guy. If, if his career goes well from this point, he will get a chance to be a, a coordinator again and maybe a head coach down the line. But the way things seem right now, Mike LaFleur, for whatever brilliance he had, he had no way of tapping into what Zach Wilson did, did well. Now, maybe it's impossible to tap into it. Maybe mm-hmm. nobody – doesn't matter who is the coach. And, but now we're going to get to see that because if Nathaniel Hackett can make Zach Wilson, I don't know, just look like – Somewhat better. Yeah, decent, where you're not panicked every time he he drops back to pass. That's a good sign for for Zach Wilson. It's a good sign for for Nathaniel Hackett, and it's a really bad sign for Mike LaFleur Mm -hmm. because they they never got anywhere close to making him a, a functional quarterback. Well, one of the things, too, and we talked about it, Gordon, and look, everybody talked about it, was LaFleur's inability to trust the run game. I mean, even when Zach, yep. even when Zach Wilson wasn't even there, it was like, oh, Joe Flacco's in. Oh, thank God, we can throw the ball. You know, it was almost like, oh, we can throw the ball. And and Gordon, you're looking at what Brees Hall was able to do with the run game, and you're saying, okay, um, I understand this is not Rex Ryan in the 2009-2010 Jets. I understand that this is not even, uh, you know, the the Miami with the Wildcat. <laughs> back in the day. This is the opportunity to have a little balance and to help out 
a veteran quarterback with an offensive line that had injuries and was shaky, and a young quarterback with the, who was shaky behind the shaky offensive line. So I just think just for Nathaniel Hackett understanding that, you know, there are some things within this offense from a running back perspective, throwing the ball to the back, hitting the tight ends, uh, doing some things, as I suggested last night, maybe going some up-tempo, you know, to keep the defense off balance. Maybe there's some things that they have here that, you know, they'll be able to do. But just just by the fact that he's – and I get it, they were a bunch of folks in the box last year. But, Gordon, you still have to try to run. I mean, even if there's a bunch of folks in the back, in up, up in the box, there's still things that you can do to spread that defense out and possibly get some yardage. Yeah, and they have enough talent. Yeah, no question. Talent is not the question. You know, like when nope. Sam Darnold was here, it was a fair point. The, 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 he had nothing to work with. No. He had a bad no. offensive line. They had no receivers and nothing. That is not the question anymore. This no, guy, it's not. You could find another – well, you, you can't get him, but you could find a quarterback who can be successful with this talent. Mm-hmm. And now it's just how much how much production can you actually get out of Zach Wilson? Is there anything left to salvage? They're, they're telling you that that's the case. They have to tell you that's the case. What else are they going to do? Mm-hmm. But it's kind of hard to believe them because it seems like they have to say it, and it's hard to believe them because they've said it all before. They've said it for three years now. Yeah, they have. They have. And, uh, and they've Gord- rarely gotten anything right when it comes to Zach no. Wilson. No. Uh, n- not much. I don't think they've gotten anything right when it comes to Zach Wilson. <laughs> Not much. Including Not Zach much. Wilson. <laughs> Starting with picking him. Yeah. <laughs> At this point. Listen, we listen. Yeah, maybe, maybe it turns out well for them. But as of right now, it doesn't look good. doesn't look well, good. Well, look, here's the thing. We saw Mac Jones. Again, it's only a week. But yeah. look at what the difference coaching made yeah, for Mac true. Jones. Mac Jones, he was losing his job to Bailey Zappi last year. That's right. And they went out and they brought in Bill O'Brien, and he's got a track record of success. So let's let's see what we get. And and he doesn't have to be Mac Jones. He doesn't have to be uh, Blake Bortles that people have been mentioned. He just mm-hmm. has to be middle of the road. Yeah. Just middle of the road. That's right. And that will be good enough with this Jets team to kind of exceed expectations. It's not going to be Super Bowl, but. No, 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 no. Just, just, just having the expectation of playing meaningful games in, games in December. That's it right now. Because right. if you're playing meaningful games in December, Gordon, you got a shot at the postseason berth. I mean, could you imagine if he actually turns out to be decent, where yeah. you actually have a decision to make after whenever Aaron Rodgers decides to hang it mm-hmm. up? You're right. Isn't that amazing? That would be crazy. And and, and look, I'm not going to compare him to this mm-hmm. because this is football royalty, right? But. Eli Manning, those first three years, mm-hmm. I mean, there were conversations about, do you pick up the final year of his yeah. contract? I mean, he, w- he was rough. Now, he was not anywhere close to Zach Wilson. I'm not making no. that comparison. Absolutely. I'm just saying it's not completely unheard of for quarterbacks to struggle for more than the rookie season and yeah. then be s- successful. It's that adjustment, Gordon. It's, it's a major adjustment, the, you know. And talking to young quarterbacks and Gordon working covering the Jets, I've talked to a lot of them <laughs> because they've been right, searching they <laughs> for a while. It's like a bus. It's, you stand <laughs> exactly. at the bus stop every a little while. It's a new one that comes down the road. <laughs> and they all say just about the same thing: not not just the speed of the game, Gordon, but the speed of the defensive players, especially on the line, as compared to what they have in college. Mm-hmm. The speed of your D linemen, the speed of your pass rushers, you know, and, and you see it with Zach Wilson. 
he's used to getting away. Mm-hmm. And guys are right there with him. And he that's a tough adjustment for him. I bet it is. You know, he's not used to, he's used to, I can do this at this speed and I'm gone, you know, then they're right there with him. And mm-hmm. that was really the biggest, the biggest adjustment that most young quarterbacks have said to me, Gordon, that they have is the speed of the defense. Not, not just the speed of the game. They understand that, but it's the speed of the defensive linemen and how quickly they close in. And the other thing is for me, just looking at them, the other adjustment, Gordon, is <laughs> here's what they have to understand. Unless there's uh, an injury or a mistake or somebody or a defender fell down, nobody will be as open as they were in college. No. no that's not. <laughs> and you can forget about that. It's not going to be like that pro day where he's making that throw down the field. And... <laughs> yeah, and uh, Mike LaFleur is now the offensive coordinator with the Rams. I had forgotten. Okay. All right. So he did get another coordinating good. job. Well, and he's learning He's learning under a guy who's pretty good. Yeah. You know, yeah. See, McVay's they have a bounce bad. back season. Yep. Yeah. Uh, get this, Gordon. This is uh, Harvey and Julian put this together. Mm-hmm. Prior to Zach Wilson's fourth quarter, fourth quarter pass touchdown to Gary Wilson on Monday, he had not thrown a passing touchdown to a wide receiver since week four of last season against the Steelers. That was October 2nd. Wow. Well, he didn't play then, a lot of those games after he that, did not. right? He did not, no. Because he was sitting twice mm-hmm. and injured. Mm-hmm. Since then, Corey Davis, by the way, Gordon, was the receiver of that pass against the Steelers, right? Right. He's now retired. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky started that game for the Steelers. Mm -hmm. That was the the first game Kenny Pickett got in there. That's right. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, he was replaced by Kenny Pickett, became the first in league history with two rushing touchdowns in his debut. Wilson also became the first quarterback in Jets history to catch a touchdown in that game. You know who it was thrown by? He's on your team now. He's on my, oh, was it Mike White? Braxton Berrios. Oh, Braxton Berrios. How could I forget? <laughs> right. Of course. And Wilson threw five passing touchdowns and eight starts between that game and the end of the 2022 regular season, but all to tight ends and running backs. And I will say this, Gordon, if I'm uh, the Jet fans, uh, he can do that. I don't care if he doesn't have the wide receiver. Give me the tight end. Give me the running back to move the ball down the field. There will be opportunities for you to throw to a wide receiver, but I don't. I, I, I don't want you to. I, I don't want you to make, think about big plays. You know what I'm saying? I, that's not what I want from you. Mm-hmm. Manage the game for me. That's all I want you to do. Throw a little bit here. Roll out there. Move the chains. Just keep the chains moving. Don't put yourself in second and third and long situations. Don't do it, especially against this defense. Can't do and, it. And look, there's a, there's a shot, there's a chance that this game could be ugly. Yeah, could be. This game, I think it's the highest line of the week. It's nine and a half. Maybe the Bills game is higher. I'm not sure. And I think that the Jets are doing the right thing by coming out and being so publicly supportive. He's our guy. They did that during the game mm-hmm. against the Bills. Don't lose that intensity. Right. Don't lose that. It, 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 just because you're doing that now, it might not lead to immediate results. You got you cannot get frustrated on the field like they were at times last year. Mm-hmm. You can't show that frustration on the field like they did. You can't show that that frustration in post game comments. You gotta you gotta keep it together because this is it's not a it's not a wide road, but it's your only road out of this for the foreseeable yep. future until you can find something better. 
That's a great segue. You know, you're such a good partner. So good. So good. <laughs> Zach Wilson was asked, do you have to regain the confidence of the locker room? Here's what he I don't think I need to think of it like that. You know, I think how I can go out there and play football will earn that trust back from those guys. And I would say I have a very good relationship with everybody in this locker room. You know, we joke around, we eat lunch together, we go out for online QB dinners. And so, you know, I would always feel like the guys in this locker room have my back just like I got their back no matter what. All right. This is Zach Wilson on the pressure he faces. I wouldn't say there was a lot of pressure just because, you know, the guys in the locker room do a good job, you know, showing that they always got my back and leaning on each other, keeping our circle tight. And at the end of the day, like I said, we get to play football for a living, so we got to have fun with it. Uh, Zach, have you spoken to Aaron Rodgers? We've exchanged a little bit of texting back and forth. You know, I've been trying to give him the space. He's obviously going through it, but, you know, really just showing him I love him and that, you know, we miss him being around. And that's about it, you know, really just letting him handle everything going on. Here's a Gordon Damer question. Zach, are you confident in yourself? A lot of confidence, man. I truly believe in myself, and I think that's the first step to being in the NFL. you got to believe in yourself first, and the rest can take care of itself. Now, Gordon, we'll hear from a couple of teammates in a second, but it's, it's early, okay? But he sounds different. Does that make sense? He sounds yeah. like he's, he's grasped something. Now, it may not be, you know, it's, it's never going to be what you think, and it may not be what, exactly what you want. But it just seems as though, yeah, because you don't want him to say, I'm not confident. Right. But, you no, know, he's you, saying all the right things. And he's, he's saying, saying the, the right things. He, sound, he sounds confident in his – he sounds like a guy who's been schooled into not giving anything uh, of substance to make sure that he's not creating a story where one doesn't already exist. Mm -hmm. And that was not always the case. I think that got mm -mm. him into trouble. Yes. So it, it does seem like may, maybe this is a sign of maturity. Maybe this is being around Rodgers. I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. If, 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 the, if, the, um, if being around Aaron Rodgers is now going to turn around Zach Wilson, man, Aaron Rodgers must be the MVP. Because <laughs> I know that's the way it's per, being presented. He's been around Rodgers for a training camp, and it's yep. really made different – Let's, we're going to find out. We can all have all these opinions. We can all yep. think these things, and then yep. we find out what it comes on Sunday. So let's see yeah. what happens on Sunday when, uh, when the Jets get a chance to go down to Dallas and, and see what Zach Wilson can do. I, I think that I, I would be very surprised if this turns out to be as ugly as people are predicting. I think people are getting a little doomsday-ish with it, and I don't think it's going to be that bad. I agree. We'll continue the conversation with you on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.